Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Are you ready to receive the fire? Just say, Holy Spirit, just, I am ready to receive. I open my heart and I say, Lord, Fill me with your fire. And Acts, it says, the Holy Spirit and fire. And we want that fire of God to burn within us, just to impart, to fill us, so that we can go and be effective witnesses to healing the sick, Mm, to preaching the gospel, to loving one another. And so I just am so excited about today and being with you. And we bring you lots of love from the Jubilee in Stratford. And uh, it's just great to be here. (laughs) Fill them up, Lord. Let the fire come. Let your Holy Spirit come. Oh, I'd love to go and lay hands Let's on you. Let's just begin to oh, breathe it in right Yes. Here. Drink, drink, drink. Ah, just breathe him in. He's all over this place. Whew. Ah, thank you, Lord. More. Let it come, Holy Spirit. Just ah. fill them, fill them, fill them, fill them. All the way, right through in Jesus' mighty name. Wow. This church is called Catch the Fire because we want you to catch the the fire. fire. (laughs) And uh, that name came from the very first conference we did following the outpouring of the Holy Spirit because um, we we wanted to name it something significant, really. And uh, we, we thought of parties to go (laughs) Um, but catch the fire seemed to really, really summarize what we were trying to convey because God wants us to catch this burning presence of the Holy Spirit that has refining uh, power for each and every one of us, causing us to be uh, more like Jesus, but fall deeper in love with him. That's that's the whole purpose, and so... Let's all catch the fire. And so many of you watching at home today, we pray that this message will stir you deeply and call you in. All right. Thank you, Carol, so much. Can we begin with a word of prayer together? Lord, I thank you that you uh, have such a great plan for the whole earth and for the whole universe, really. And that plan is involving us, calling us deeply into your uh, glory and into your power and into your love. And so as we think about these things today, give us an eternal sense of where all of this is going. We want to be a part of it with everything that's within us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Right, well, just to give us some context this morning, friends, um, the bigger picture is this. Jesus Christ is planning on taking over the world. I don't know if you knew that or not, but his plan is right on track, and that day is 
is getting closer and closer and closer, and it's actually imminent right now. And so we've had coming up on 6,000 years of human civilization on Earth. It's been 2,000 years almost since Jesus was here. Israel, of course, once again, is a nation. Jerusalem is their capital, and the world trouble is brewing perhaps like never before, according to Luke 21 and Matthew 24 and all these amazing scripture. And God has planned for you and I to be able to access his supernatural presence and power. And some of the symbolism and some of the pictures of that is represented in the feasts that were given to ancient Israel. And, you, you know, one way you could say it's their feasts, but in another way, it's the feasts of the Lord. And so we're talking this morning about the Feast of Pentecost, Shavuot in Hebrew, the Feast of Weeks. And uh, Steve is going to be featuring three symbols <laughs> that, that presented when this was fulfilled in the New Testament and launched the church. And so when we read it in the book of Acts, we find that first there was a rushing mighty wind, and then there was fire that came and rested on them all, and then finally there was new wine because they were overwhelmed with this presence. And don't be surprised at this. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there's something debilitating about that. You just don't carry on in your full strength like normal. This has an effect of overwhelming you. Now don't, it's no surprise if God's going to touch you even in an insignificant way. The miracle is that you live through that. Wouldn't you agree? And so these things are coming our way. And when we, we I want to give you the context, first of all, the, the feasts of ancient Israel. Who, who can tell me what they are? There's three main ones. First one is Passover, which has three parts to it. The second one is weeks, the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. And then the third one is Tabernacles, which also has three parts to it. And Passover began with a very significant event way back in Egypt when it was time for Moses to lead the people out. The tenth and final plague was this Passover. And God said, all right, Egypt, you won't let my, my people go. My son Israel, you won't let him go. And so your firstborn is going to take a big hit tonight. So the angel of death and judgment is going to pass through the land. Old Israel, kill a lamb, catch the blood, paint the blood on the lintel and the two side posts, and so actually they make the sign of the cross over their door. And he said, then when death goes through the land, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And your firstborn will be spared. It's amazing, isn't it? Now, why did that work? What do you think? 
I can't wait for the uh, home audience to respond, so I have to just pause briefly and then give you the answer. That worked because it was a prophetic picture looking forward to a coming event when the Son of God, much like Abraham sacrificing Isaac, the Son of God would actually become that lamb. Just like John the Baptist said, look, the Lamb of God who will take away the sin of the world. And Jesus, much to the chagrin, really, of the leaders in Israel, he actually was crucified exactly on the Passover. They didn't want that to happen, but that's how it all played out. He became the Passover lamb, and he died right on the Passover. Now, that feast had some elements to it. There was the Passover celebration where the lamb was killed and eaten, and then a, a few days following, when um, the Sabbath was passed, the first day of the week was called the Feast of First Fruits. And it happened to be three days and three nights after he died. So he, he probably died on the, on the Wednesday evening, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays in the tomb. Sunday morning, bright and early, he rose, and he wasn't alone. There were a number of others, according to Matthew's gospel, that rose with him. And that's called the Feast of First Fruits. And throughout the whole week, both before and after that one, they were eating unleavened bread, and that's called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Not to confuse you, but just to give you that. So counting now from the Feast of First Fruits, seven weeks, seven sevenths, led to Pentecost. And this corresponded to another event in the Old Testament where it had its beginning. And so seven weeks after coming out of Egypt, they arrive at Mount Sinai, all right? And uh, I, I would like us to, to look at this and uh, see what this exactly looked like. And so if we go to Exodus chapter 19 and, and, and verse, verse 16, we can uh, read the story about Moses on the mountain in, um, in Saudi Arabia. And uh, I want you to know that this was a fearful incredible uh, time that they had together. So go with me, please, to, to that verse of Scripture. I'll just find it quickly. Exodus 19 and 16. Then it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain. And the sound of the trumpet was very loud so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Say fire. 
Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him by voice. And then the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain and Moses went up. And the Lord said then again to Moses, go down, warn the people lest they break through to gaze at the Lord and many of them perish. And so Moses went and did that and... Uh, then he came back up with Aaron and some of the other leaders. But here's the point, that mountain was on fire. Uh, Jonathan, can I have that slide just real quick? Um, there is a friend of ours named Ron Matson, who just one year ago went and visited the real site of Mount Sinai, which is in Arabia, exactly like Paul the Apostle said. And... Um, uh, you, you can see from the picture, is it forthcoming, guys? Have we got that? Yes? No? Anyway, whenever you get it ready, just put it up. I'll keep talking. And uh, you can see how this is uh, actually pink granite is what the mountain is made of, and yet it's burned black, and he brought a sample of it back and, and showed a a geologist who knows about rocks and things, and he says, I, I just can't explain what this is. This is pink granite, but the, the surface down to about half an inch or so is burned black. So um, I don't know, can you blow it up at all? That's Ron, and behind him is the mountain, and you can see the top of it is burned black. And uh, so, it's a real place. He said it's like an untouched archaeological site. Absolutely amazing. And this mountain was smoking like a furnace, and the fire of God was resting on it. So the Old Testament fulfillment, or the beginning, I should say, of this looked really, really scary. And now when we move into the New Testament, we have a New Testament fulfillment of this, and we, we see that in Acts chapter 1, where Jesus is speaking to the apostles, telling them to wait. Acts 1 4, being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You've heard from me. John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days now. And John the Baptist had talked about, he's the one who's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. And in verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so when we get to Acts chapter 2, we see the fulfillment of this. And I want to read it to you in the first uh, 13 verses. Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly, 
there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Now, I think this is interesting. When the feast was initiated in the Old Testament on Mount Sinai with Moses, fire came and rested on the top of the mountain to the point of burning it black even to this day. When it when the feast is fulfilled in a New Testament sense right here in Acts chapter 2, now we see fire coming and resting on the tops of the people, right on the top of their head. I don't know if it singed their hair or what happened, but I know that they got mightily blessed. Woo! Raise your hands to them and say, Oh, Lord, I want that holy fire to come and rest upon me because it's introducing us to the God of power and love. There were dwelling in Jerusalem devout men of every nation. When the sound occurred, the multitude ran together, confused. Everyone heard them speak in its own language. They're all amazed, marveled. How is it we hear each in our own language in which we were born? And it lists them all. In verse 12 says, so they were all amazed and perplexed, saying one to another, what could this mean? What could this mean? And so we're wondering, what could this mean? Well, it means God is wanting to empower you to be a part of extending his kingdom to the absolute ends of the earth. And in order to do that, you need to be filled with the power of God. And so the power needs to be not so much on a mountain as a demonstration, but on you and in you so that that fire uh, can burn and just transform you. Now, this is the very thing Joel prophesied. Peter points that out. This is exactly what Joel the prophet prophesied in, in Joel chapter 2. It shall come to pass, says God. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions on my servants and handmaidens. I'm going to pour out my spirit. How many of you are getting prophetic dreams? Wave excitedly. If you're at home, wave excitedly. And say, oh, Lord, yes, but I want more. I love it when I get prophetic dreams. And seeing visions. Carol's had some amazing visions. And we are entering into a time where this is about to be heightened. Listen, God is about to release on the earth the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit that the world has ever seen. And it's culminating in the return of Christ. I believe it's very soon. How many want that? Yes, we do. And so, Lord, we, we just say, here we are. We want this. I don't want the fire on the top of the mountain. I want the fire on top of me and inside of me. And so fire in Scripture is often talking about burnt sacrifices. When something is offered to the Lord, the fire consumes it. 
Moses first met that fire and the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3, verse 2. And uh, then we see fire in 1 Kings 18 when Elijah and the prophets of Baal are having a face-off. And the challenge was, build the altar, put the sacrifice on, but don't put fire under it because the God who answers by fire, let him be the true God. And so the prophets of Baal did their thing all day long and nothing, nothing, nothing. And then Elijah said, come on, gather close to me. And when he prayed, the fire of God fell, burned up the sacrifice, burned up the rocks, burned up the water. I mean, uh, it was just a day. And the people fell on their faces. And they said, the Lord, he's the true God. It was a demonstration of his power by fire. And then later, that same Elijah was taken up to heaven. Elisha was there, said, Give, I want a double portion of your spirit. He says, all right, if you see me go, it's yours. And suddenly, horses and chariots of fire swept up Elijah into the heavenlies. And Elijah, Elisha, picked up his mantle and now was a prophet instead of Elijah, but mighty in God. And then one time when he's surrounded by a Syrian attack force, uh, his servant came in, what are we going to do? We're surrounded. And he said, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. Do you know what he saw? The whole mountain around them was full of horses and chariots of fire. What does that mean? Angelic forces were all around them. How many want those angelic forces all around you? And I am praying, Lord, open my eyes that I might see these things because we're all together too reactive to what's going on around us, whether it be COVID or circumstances or finances or whatever it is. And of course, one, one last one, Second Chronicles 7.1, when Solomon prayed and dedicated his new temple, he had this beautiful prayer. And I'd encourage you to, to look, at, look at that passage, Second Chronicles 7, verse 1 and following. But after he finished, the fire of the Lord fell, the scripture says, and burned up the sacrifices. And then the glory cloud of God came in so that the priests could not stand to minister. I think that's funny. This is their big day, dedicating the temple. I mean, it's showtime. They're on. And they can't get up off the floor because they're overwhelmed by the presence and the power of God. Now, through the years, we've seen people overwhelmed by the fire of God. I think one of the first times was we, Carol and I were doing a, me a, me a meeting in Texas. And uh, this pastor there just took off, and he's running around the room, like, really, really fast. And uh, so I, I talked to him later. I said, so what was going on with you? Why were you running. I couldn't help but notice you were running around the room. What was going on? He said, I felt like my feet were on fire. 
Well, see, if your feet are on fire, you're going to do something like that, aren't you? I remember another time we went to the UK and we did a pastor's meeting and there was like a hundred or so pastors there. It wasn't that big a room. And this one guy, I, I don't know what denomination he was. It might have been Anglican or something. But he was rolling and he'd hit the wall and bounce and hit the wall and, you know, hit the wall and hit the wall. It was kind of like one of those early video games, you know. Boing, boing. And I asked him after, sir, why were you rolling? Now, my mother told me about holy rollers. Oh, you don't want to get mixed up with them. I'm like, Mom, come on, nobody rolls. What are you talking about? Oh, she says they do too. My, my dear Baptist mother, you know, she, she was worried if I get mixed up with these charismatic Pentecostal people. But sure enough, this guy was rolling. And I asked him later, I said, sir, couldn't help but notice you're rolling back and forth. What was going on? Do you know what he said? I felt like I was on fire. Well, when you're on fire, that's what you do. You roll back and forth, hoping to somehow contain it, put it out, or whatever. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. Another time, I, I was in India ministering. We were there with Terry Virgo and some others. Carol was with me. And uh, we prayed for this guy, and he's, he's standing there, and he's like, oh, 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 and he's shaking his hands like this. I said, what's going on? He said, my hands, they're burning, they're burning. They're so hot, I don't know what to do. And finally, he ran into the men's room, turned on the tap, and put his hands under the tap to try to cool them down. I tell you what, this fire's real, friends. This fire is real. It can be a refiner's fire because God wants to refine you. Is that okay with you? You want to be refined? Listen, like it or not, we are on a journey to become more and more like Jesus. And so he wants to refine us. You can read about refining, like in Malachi chapter 3, uh, verses 2 and 3 and around there. It talks about refiner's fire, like silver. Do you know how they refine silver? They take this, the silver ore and they heat it up to about 1,000 degrees C. And it separates the silver from all the rock and the dross, they call it. And they skim that all off skim the dross off, and let it all cool down so it's more pure now. And then they do it the second time. The same thing, more dross, not so much, but they skim that all off and let it cool down. They do that seven times until the, the jeweler or the purifier can see his perfect reflection in the silver, much like a mirror today, where they have put silver on the back of the glass so that you and I can see your reflection. And God wants to refine you and I until he can see his reflection back to him in what is going on. He wants to let that fire 
come upon you and burn in you. Now, one last scripture. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. And in Hebrews 12, we have verse 18 to 27. It's telling of this. For you, you and I, have not come to the mountain that may be touched, that burned with fire, and to blackness and darkness and tempest, the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure what was commanded, and if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. So terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you've come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Good verse right there, friends. The, the blood of Abel was crying for justice. What, was, what is the blood of Jesus crying? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. See that you do not refuse him who speaks, for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more I shake not only earth but also heaven. And this once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. And it ends with these two verses. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, friends, you're receiving a kingdom. It's a kingdom ruled by a godly, righteous, amazing, incredible, perfect king. His name is Jesus. It's ruled in love. It's ruled in fairness. It's ruled in justice. We're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Wow. You kind of you have to really work on this a bit to think about, I want to snuggle up close to Daddy God here, Abba. You know, but wait a minute, he's a consuming fire. I know, but when you have been purified by that fiery presence right there, you are welcome. This has been his heart and his desire all along. So those of you here, why don't you stand with me and those of you at home, uh, you can stand too if you like.
and we're going to get ready to just we're close this ready. right now. So normally, friends, we sign off at the top of the hour, and if you'd like to leave us now, and I don't recommend that, but if you'd like to leave, those of you at home, and have someone to pray with you, if you go to ctftoronto.com, get prayer now until the bottom of the hour. Live people are going to be there to pray with you. But what we normally do for those who are in the building is we have ministry after we shut the cameras off. We're not shutting the cameras off today. We're going to have a bonus time for you today. So those of you at home, do as John said, stand up. Those of you in the house here, stand up. Carol, come on up. Let me get the wipes. Yep. Sandra, do you want to toss me the Lysol again, please? would be for your holy fire to come and rest on us. The very thing that gave birth to the church was the fulfillment of the Feast of Pentecost, the Feast of Weeks. But Lord, it happens on a regular basis now. It is the Father's promised gift that Jesus wants to give to you and I. So hold out your hands to him. Steve's already led us in a forgiveness prayer. But Lord, we see your kingdom coming. And we know your will is being done on earth as it is in heaven. And we want your kingdom to come. Lord, in Acts 1, the disciples said, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom uh, to Israel? And he's like, it's not for you to know, guys. Not right now. But that day is coming. That day is coming when Jesus Christ will reign 1,000 years of perfect peace on earth. And he wants to reign in your heart, but he also wants to equip you to be a part of his loving family that's going to bring peace and love all over the earth. And so we ask, Lord, that we would be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. We want to be immersed over and over again in that glory and that fiery love of God. So I pray that you will send your fire onto all of our viewers right here. Let that fire burn. Let it refine. Lord, let it bring us joy and peace and life. Every dark thing is driven away. And every life-giving blessing from the Father comes resting upon us. Lord, let those flames of fire burn. Burn on our heads right now, just like on that mountaintop. And let fire penetrate to every cell in our being in Jesus' mighty name, Lord God. Holy Spirit, we just invite you right now. Wow. We invite you to come. You were the one. Wow that came like a mighty rushing wind. You were the one, ah, oh, where the tongues of fire rested on those disciples. And Lord, you want to come with your fire and baptize us afresh with the Holy Spirit 
and with fire. Whoa! Lord, I ask right now that you would just come at every person that is watching right now, everyone that is in this room. Now, Holy Spirit, will you come and fill us, whoa, to absolute overflowing. Wow, Lord, would you let that fire begin to burn? Oh, Lord, let the fire begin to come. Whoa, thank you, Lord. Lord, just mm, move amongst the people. Lord, I just ask that you would give them oh, a hunger to say, Lord, don't pass me by. Lord, I want to be refilled. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Lord, the times are short. Whoa. Mm, the Lord is saying, I want to pour out. Yo, I want to pour out on you. Oh, my spirit. I want to rekindle, reignite all whoa, that has been laying dormant in there. Oh, I want to come and reignite you because I want to use you in incredible ways. Yes. Use you to uh, bring in this last time harvest. Use you to heal the sick. Wow. To do signs and wonders and miracles. Wow. And I break fear off. We say fear get lost in the name of Jesus. I take authority over it and I say there is no fear in perfect love. Wow. And Lord, let your perfect love just come and rest on each one. Wow. Lord, we say yes to you. Like Jesus, you said we yes you, in the Jesus. Garden of Gethsemane. We say yes. Yes, we do. And we say yes to you, Holy yes. Spirit. Here we are, Lord. Wow, come and we fill us. We open our heart to you. Wow. We welcome you, mm. Holy Spirit. Wow. Let your electric presence Yo. just tingle upon us mm. right now. Let Fire that heavy Lord. weight of glory settle down upon wow. us right now. Wow. Let the fire of your heat mm. and your burning wow. rest upon us right here, right now. Lord, we, we love it. it, Lord. We we receive it. We oh, welcome it. We do, In the Lord. name of Jesus. We believe in impartation. Wow, we do, Jesus. We believe in supernatural wow. encounter with the Holy mm. Spirit. Wow. You can analyze oh. it later, friends. Just oh. go for it right now. Those of you at home, wow. Feel that heat. Welcome it. Yes, We've Lord. asked for bread. He's not giving you a stone. Let wow. your glory settle down on yes, your people Lord. now in Jesus' mighty mm. name, my God. We, we cannot get enough. Coals that are in you. We blow them we blow into fire. Fire. <laughs> Holy oh, yeah. Spirit. Oh. Whoa. Blow. Blow, just the fire ignite. Turn to your mm. friend and just blow in their belly there. Let those coals wow. flare wow. up right now and burst into flame one more time. Wow. In the name of Jesus. Yo, Shabbat. Mm. Let the fire Yo. 
burn on them. Oh, oh. yes, Lord God. Oh. Let your fire burn oh. on your people. Yes, Lord. Your debilitating Whoa. presence ah, comes mm. upon us, Father, ha. in Ooh. the name of Jesus. Wow. Fall on that wonderful keyboard player there, Lord. Uh, <laughs> More, Lord. Pour Fall it on in. these friends right Pour it here. in. Pour Fall it on in. these friends right Pour here. It. Keep Pour coming, it. Holy Spirit. Pour it. Keep coming, Holy Shabba. Spirit. This is More. your house. This is your yeah. meeting. Mm. We want to catch that fire uh, over and over More. and over again. Pour it and in. Do not Pour it in. let the fire go out. The <clears throat> fire on the More. altar in God's tabernacle and in God's temple was never supposed to go out. More. They kept it going day Ow. and night. Lord, we want fire burning on the altar of our hearts. Continuously, oh, let Jesus. it burn and burn wow. and burn and burn and burn. In the name of Jesus, wow. for wow. your great name's sake, fall upon these dear friends at wow. home. Let them catch it. Let them keep it. Let yes, them Lord. spread it and give it away. Yes, That's Lord. the one thing about fire. It's very contagious, provided mm. we got some good dry wood wow. around and something <laughs> that'll burn. Wood, burn, baby. Oil. I don't know. Burn. Yeah. Just uh, if you're here with your spouse, just say burn, baby, and lay your sure. finger on them and let them burn right Ooh. there. In Jesus' ha. name. Burn, David. Oh, yeah. Uh, In Jesus' mighty name. We hope you encounter God and we're inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.